Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, July 16. It's been a while since we've uh, hit the mics, but it is All-Star Weekend in the Premier Lacrosse League, and uh, well, it turns out everyone's dead. So I'm not really sure if they're going to actually have an All-Star game or not, because if you've seen the injury report, looks like a lot of guys with a lot of broken down bodies. But I am Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Shido and Dukes on the mics boys how we feeling this week and uh you know heading into a little bit of a little bit of a break here in the PLL season I think it's I I think it's just in time for a break um I I think the boys have been been throwing weight around for a while and you know it's clear based on you know this this recent injury report how you know, it, it's affecting the league and how it's affecting these individuals. So I think everyone's kind of been due for been due for a break. But you know, we've had a pretty, I guess you could say, a pretty eventful season so far. Um, I, I've been fairly pleased. Uh, obviously, everything that hasn't really shaken out uh, necessarily how we thought it would. <laughs> Um, you know, with the water dogs in the number two spot, which is just, you know, if they had a better scoring differential, they'd probably be number one, which is insane. Um, but you know, you've got player movements, you've got guys getting hurt. Um, and and we've had great games. So, I mean, I really can't, uh, can't complain all that much. Um, I'm sure I could, uh, Dukes, what what do you, what do you got? It's just great to be back on the mic with you boys. Been a while. Um, yeah, this league say it probably every week this league makes no fucking sense uh it's, it's harder to explain than the movie tenant it's just you think one thing the other thing happens you see all these you know you can see the chrome beating the whips and the archers if they're only two wins and now the whips and the archers aren't even like in the top three top four so it's just crazy how this whole season's shaking out um a lot of injuries going into All-Star break. Get the boys healthy, and uh, let's roll into the playoffs. Two more weeks until playoffs after the All-Star break. Yeah, I mean, this – you look at the st- – it doesn't make a lick of sense whatsoever. Um, I mean, there was a point where not too long ago, probably only two, three weeks ago at this point, um, where I was on this very this very podcast, The Crease Dive. Um, you guys, you may have heard of it. Before. Are you sure? You was it, it, was right it this now. one? I believe so. Uh, I'd have to go back, check on my records. Um, But on here, talking about how, you know, I was just gushing over the Archers. Thought that they were the greatest lacrosse team ever assembled. Talked about how they might not ever lose a game ever again in the, the rest of history. And then they go on and make me look like a fucking jackass by losing three straight. So listen, I, I and I know that those boys listen to the show. Um, fellas, really making me look like a clown here by, you know, me just talking about how you'll never lose a game and then you guys lose three straight. Um, I mean, the Atlas, this that that's a team. Dukes, you picked this one right out of the gate. Jake and I were both a little, little hesitant on you. I, I was definitely way more hesitant than Jake was. Um, but the Atli, I mean, they, they come around, they rip off a few wins in a row led by Teat and Caraway. So exactly what you said, those, those young studs leading the way for the Atlas. Um, and then the cannons who I, I had high hopes for, and, uh, you know, we, we thought that they were the best one in three lacrosse team of all time. And then they've just continued to shit the bed besides a, a win over the archers. So, uh, everything that we have said on this podcast for the most part, has gone awry, uh, except for Dukes being able to to call the Atlas really turn their shit together, uh, especially heading in once they've gotten Jeff T and they've just been on a tear since then. How about yeah. uh, how about the most boring team in lacrosse at the one spot right now, the Redwoods? I mean, boring gets it done. <laughs> boring, and this is what done. Jordy doesn't Jordy doesn't understand this. He 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 wants so much more flair than and and you know what maybe maybe that's you know maybe springfield all right let me bring springfield in maybe springfield's <laughs> all flair you know is is that they're not is that am i right there i know you guys are rocking those porthole mesh jerseys and shit it's just maybe it's too much flair have you considered being we've, more we've, boring we've won a state championship by a score of four to three there's not a lot of flair going on there <laughs> so i think <laughs> no I that's think the maybe, 
<laughs> I think maybe that's my issue. Is like I'm just so used to watching just like gritty Philly lax, right? Gritty fundamental lacrosse, and like by the time that I, I get around to the PLL season, especially after watching, um, you know, the college game, like I'm ready for some guys to like. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe I was a little harsh on the Redwoods, like yeah like do they play a little too fundamental for my liking maybe but like also rob pinnell is on uh you know he's he's mvp caliber at this point so um i mean listen the, the redwoods know how to get it done and i feel like like if, if there's one coach well actually two coaches i, I think jim stagnita i think getting two championships right off the bat kind of speaks for itself um but if there's one guy in this league who like i'm really really um high on like it's it's got to be it's got to be nat so um i mean he get, he gets the guys going and uh i mean they're going to be even tougher to go up against uh moving forward after they just picked up kyle hartzell so uh kyle hartzell back in the league uh not quite sure if there were any thousand dollar bets on this one but uh kyle hartzell getting picked up by the redwoods um I don't know. I, I think, listen, lacrosse Twitter and, and, and I, for sure, especially last year, a little out on Kyle Hartzell, maybe rub some people the wrong way. Um, but I think like, he's like such a fucking prick that like, you don't want to have to play against them. Right. So if you're an attack man or if you're a midfielder and, and you get that matchup and you have Hartzell on you and he's just like smacking the shit out of the arms, out of your arms, the same way that he smacks the shit out of the back of the net for some reason while he's practicing. Um, you don't want that. So uh, I, I think that that's a team that's like frustrating as hell to play against as an offensive player. And now it's going to be even more frustrating uh, for the final few weeks of these seasons. Once we get back from the all-star break, you know, I've long thought about, that Kyle Hartzell smacking the back of the net thing. I, I think that, I think that everyone got so mad about it because that's supposed to be a move that you don't practice, right? A rusty gate is something that you've never really practiced in your life. You just, you kind of know that you can do it on the field. And I think that everyone like peeking behind the curtain and seeing that, oh, that fucking guy actually practices doing that. That is lame as shit, right? And I think that that kind of tainted, uh, you know, Kyle Hartzell for a lot of people, other than being maybe, I don't know, a huge hardo, which, you know, the league is full of those. You know, Nick Asello, hardest guy on the internet. Um, you know, there's a, there's a couple big hardos out there that, you know, you, you would – I, I, and I don't know, I, I, you know, hearts, you're right. Hartzell's a, a veteran player. Like, you know, he's still got some, some gas in the tank and, you know, he can, you know, one of those, you know, new guys in the league, one of the rookies is going to make one wrong step and Kyle Hartzell is going to use that stick like a fucking scalpel and the ball's going to be up the field. You know, you, you might as well, uh, you know, you, you might, you might as well just, you know, drop back on defense or run to the box you know, in the open field, he's, he's a beast. So I don't know. Um, it's good for him to be out there. Um, he's good for the game. I think, you know, in terms of having a veteran out there, but you know, it, it depends on how long he can stay healthy. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, the, I, I, I'm actually going to go back on one of our takes, um, that we said that we wanted more teams. Um, I don't think that the league could, could, could support more teams right now, given how injured everyone is. Um, I think that they're, they're reaching maximum, maximum capacity right now um, based on roster depth. What do you guys think? I, th I think that you could probably do one more team and it's just all the guys who are injured, right? So, but yeah, other than that, then we're, we're at max capacity for sure. I only really wanted one more team, but yeah, we're definitely at max capacity. Who are we going to see on the other rosters? Couldn't, I couldn't even tell you, but I don't know. Hartzell, like you said, he's prob probably the biggest hardo. And going back to that rusty gate check, I think he just thought that because he was on the Atlas, he had to put up some workout video of him doing something cool. And he really, he like, he took that video. He's like, damn, like I killed it in that video, but he just looked like the biggest douchebag of all time. Um, last time we saw him at championship weekend in the bubble, he got absolutely smoked by Grant Amon. So I just want to point something out really quick. 
after the All-Star break, they're going out to Colorado. And on July 31st, the Archers are playing the Redwoods. So is this Kyle Hartzell revenge tour? Are we going to see a matchup with him against Grant Amon? Uh, I'm really excited for it. But I, thought, I think that, that that's actually a really good point that you made, though, about maybe feeling a little bit of peer pressure to be a, a social douche while playing for the Atlas. 100%. Because like, that's what the team was. Like, that's, that was like – like, I don't know if the team even practiced because they, like, hardly won any games in two years. Like, I think that they just really focused on being just tarps off – and filming everything for social. So I think, you know, maybe putting him with a team like the Redwoods who, um, you know, those, they're just some, some greasy pricks. They, they all play the game like pricks, especially on the defensive side of the ball there. So I think that's actually, it's actually a really good fit for him. Um, I, I would also- maybe, I would maybe advise against putting him up against Grant. Coming out <laughs> of the gate. Um, yeah. but, I mean, if, if he can slide, a little high and maybe a little late. Um, I, I wouldn't put it past them. He was too worried about being RJ's best friend too. You know, him and Paul, those first couple of years, they had such an emphasis on social media. I think that after he went off, went like off on Ocello and all that shit, he had a nice slice of humble pie after he didn't make a roster this year. And I think that he's actually going to come back and all he has to be healthy for is five weeks. Cause you got two weeks of the regular season, then playoffs. If you want to make a championship run. I think he, it's, it's, I think it's actually a very smart move to pick up some of these older players later in the year that might not be able to play a full season. And uh, just one other thing I want to point out. One, him and Alcello seem to be friends again, or friends for a change. Fake. But it's all fake. It's all, a, it's, all their yeah. beef is fake. It's engineered clout. You hate it. Agreed. Agreed. Alcello's a, Alcello's a, a fake hardo. We know this. Go ahead. But on May 25th, a Redwoods teammate – by the name of Matt Cavanaugh tweeted after Kyle Hartzell didn't make a roster, Matt Cavanaugh tweeted, I'm old enough to remember when Kyle Hartzell was mocking Nick Osello for not making a team. Now oh. Kyle Hartzell's his teammate and Nick Osello is retired. Is there going to be locker room trouble? Is that something we should look out for, for the number one team? I don't know. I'm a big Cavanaugh guy, but it's something to look after. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I, I, I do always like wonder about it because like, I don't know, lacrosse players in general, like I feel like realistic, they're a soft bunch. Right. And, and maybe not to their own fault. Like I, I feel like, you know, lacrosse players, um, it, they've just never really been in any sort of spotlight before. Right. Like we've all been kicked to the curb cast as, you know, outcast. Um, no one's really paying attention to what we're doing and, and everyone's just like, Oh yeah. Fucking lax bros being lax bros. Um, but you know, now that, um, you know, now that there's a little bit more spotlight on there, like I, I, I wonder, you know, when, when controversy arises on the lax Twitter world or wherever it may be, um, you know, and then, you know, you, you have player movements, you have trades, you have free agent transactions. All of a sudden, all that shit's coming right back to your locker room. Like it, it will be, um, I, I would imagine that it's, it's all water under the bridge, but like there's probably like some like in like the back of either Hartzell or, or Kavanaugh that like still some sneaking resentment. Um, so that, that, that's a, but that's a good place for lacrosse to be because like you, you think about that in other sports too. So um, lacrosse is finally in a, in a spot where, you know, you can kind of see all that shit that's been in the spotlight and then, um, you know, wonder how it transitions into, you know, the real world locker room. So uh, I guess good for lacrosse, but I also think that, you know, as the game continues to get bigger, maybe, maybe some of these guys just need to get a little bit of thicker skin. That's, that's where I was going with that one. I mean, I, I, you, you play on teams, summer lacrosse, where you're playing against kids from your rival high school that you might not like that much. And you just kind of grow up and you get over it. And they're, they're it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't happen down here. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I played with plenty of kids that like, I went <laughs> into the team and I was like, I don't like them. And then by the end it's of the summer, just, I was like, it's just because bad. it, yeah, it's just because it's like uh, it, the chances of like running into someone who went to my rival high school 10 years later is like abysmal, but I'm sure on like on the Island, it's like you run into people like that all the fucking time. It's just hilarious to me. Oh, every weekend. 
it's all fun. yeah i think it's, i just think that's so, that's so fun like just the 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 difference in you know the culture or whatnot sorry that's, sure. that's sidetracked i always, no, I always that's, think that's hilarious that's talking lax culture from all, all different coasts yeah same yeah something like that no all different coasts you got the you got the far right coast and you got the south coast no i i i know what you're talking about long island's its own coast okay i get that you can have that i'll let you have that uh well yeah yeah i guess it is a little different when you have high schools that are all just like 100 miles away just living on farms with your 17 hey, ducks not and your 17 <laughs> ducks and your 45 chickens and however it's not that bad you guys are, fuck you guys it's not that bad all right takes out a lot, lot of animals um but uh speaking of animals uh let, let's talk about some players who have really impressed us and uh you know some of these guys mm-hmm. have maybe had some coming out parties maybe some of these guys have had some bounce back years maybe some of these guys are doing exactly what we expected them to be doing um but heading into the all-star break um you know i i'd say you know thinking about maybe like an mvp vote like who who would you guys have your top three for the mvp so far of the season oh god all right, it's a, give me a it's second. a tough one, and and here's the thing: put put you guys on the spot, um, kind of you know for for everyone peeking behind the curtain right now of, uh, you know listening in. We we've been a little jumbled the past couple of weeks. I've I've been traveling, the boys have been traveling, a lot of shit going on, so we haven't had too much time to prepare. So this is a question that literally just put these guys on the spot. Um, but uh, I will say, if either of you don't throw Jeff Teed on there, then you're off the podcast. Well, this is tough. I, ha- I have my three, but it's three to four. Okay. I'll, I, I'll, ta- I'll right. take four. Two definitively that I think deserve it, Zach Courier, Rob Pinnell. Then for the third, I was going to say Jeff Teed. But at the same time, I don't want to leave off Tom Schreiber because I just feel like he has to be in the top three every single year. Does that make any sense? No, it does. Like, but you, you, it does. I think. I, I think we have to. Okay, so we. What do we? You have to specify what we mean by MVP because by, like, if we talk about Tawarton, that's really the offensive player of the year, right? M, is MVP? Do we say MVP is the most important person? Do we? Do you call it like, uh, like the Heisman, right? Like it's the most important person to the squad, like the most outstanding player, like in every facet, right? Like the team wouldn't be the same without them. This is, no, this is old, valuable. Valuable. Value. Right? Value. Oh, no, I know. I, I, because, because, but then you like, then it gets so subjective, like based on like what we say, like value is like, I, to me, it's like, we go for, to me, it's like, like, Okay, so here, let, let me let me let me tell you how, I, how I'm looking at it. So, like, I look at all of the statistics right now, and I and I think about like rookie of the year, right? That's a separate that's a separate thing. That's Jeff T. Like, no no way about it, right? He, well, he could, gets. You could also you could also put TD, yeah. Yeah. So, but like he gets he gets. So like the way it like, and this is so stupid because like I hate it, but it's not like I want every one of them to get an award because they deserve recognition, and it's not like a participation award thing or whatever. But like if you if you talk like rookie of the year, that's between T and and, and, and TD. You know whatever face off award they call it. You know that's definitely TD. He could even clean up both, right? Grant Amen's leading in points right now, and he's having what I would consider pretty close to an MVP caliber year, right? Like I, I, I would throw Amen as my as my MVP just because when we talk like outstanding, Amen. When we talk value, Amen. Right, and then you talk production, he's also up there, right? But there are also other guys out there who are having unbelievable years, like as you said, Zach Courier, like the yeah, guy does it, it literally does everything. You know, so if you say like, it's like, it depends on how, what, the, what, how much weight you throw behind that, like valuable, right? Is, are the archers the same without aimant or are the water dogs the same without courier? I think, I think you take aimant from the archers and they're not the same team. I think you take courier from the water dogs and somebody else has to step up. Right. Like yeah. I, I think that, I think that Amen is more important to his team. That's how I kind of look at it. Right. Like, 
like this, the best example is like Cam Newton winning the Heisman. He was Auburn football that year, right? He did it all, right? If Cam was, if Cam willed his way to the Heisman. That's how I see it, right? Uh, or he willed his way to the national championship. That's how I see it. But there were probably equally talented, if not more talented guys out there, right? But it's like who had the most value to the team taking them as far as they needed to go. Could I, can I read off the stats from a graphic? Sure. This is also before. So Grant, so Courier right now, he has 19 points, nine mm-hmm. goals, 10 assists. This graphic was before, like during the game. Who is that Courier? Goals, nine, same as Tom Schreiber. Assists, eight, same as Josh Byrne. Ground balls, yep. 33, same as Connor Farrell. Calls, turnovers, seven, one less than Grant, uh, Garrett Apple. That's insane. Yeah, no, that's it's absolutely just nutty numbers. So I think know? just if you're talking value, who who can do all those all those things for one team? I think that Zach Courier has solidified himself as a top two midfielder in the PLL. What behind Tom Schreiber, obviously? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I just don't, I don't think know that's if you, no. Yeah, I, the, I you can't throw Schreiber out right now. But even even you can make the you can make you can make the argument that if we're talking value, that Zach Courier could maybe be more valuable, not better, not better, valuable on both sides of the ball than Tom Schreiber. Well, yeah, because he plays both sides of the ball. I don't and, think Tom, and, and I, way, I mean, Tommy, Tommy getting yeah. stuck on defense is a liability. And that's just, it's, it's hilarious actually. And also it's not getting talked enough how, how good Courier is on the wing with Jake Withers. Cause that's I mean, outstanding when that's uh, true. Yeah. But, but Jake also is uh, an, an unreal athlete. Right. Um, I don't, I don't know. Those are, I mean, this is, a, this is a conversation. It's all, this is the, the, the other side of the con- the conversation. Like, you know, is the league to like, do we need to keep expanding the league? Well, maybe not right now because this would make it like, even it, it almost becomes even tougher. Right. Um, and then like, I, you have to throw in some recency bias, right? Like you saw what Lyle Thompson did last weekend, you know, play when he was hurt. Um, I, I have never seen a performance like that from somebody who's clearly in pain in my life. Uh, you know, whether it was a hamstring or a wrist, you know, he was all wrapped up, basically held up with kinesiology tape, but he was it just, he had a day. So I, it's, it's, you know, all, it's so cliche, but all you can say is like this league, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> all you can say is like this league is nuts. All right, Jordy, give us, I know you've been, you, your wheels are, that hamster in your head is just absolutely turning right now. So where, where are you at? Well, I, I mean, I, I think that Duke's laid out, a, a, you know, maybe the stats. It's a good out, argument. Great, yeah, it's a, a good a argument. Great argument for, for Courier. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I, I think like it's got to be Teat at this point. Um, MVP? MVT. MVT. I mean, because you, so so what 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 are we saying here? Like if if you take such and such away from this team, sure are are they this? And you you look at what the Atlas have done since T came along, um, and it's just been an absolute tear. Um, so so what what are they since he he so he came in? They dropped that first game against the the Whip Snakes right in week three at Homewood. And, you know, obviously he had to get himself a little situated there. New team, first time playing a game in, I don't know, like 500 days or something like that. Um, but then he came out, he had those nine points against the Cannons, to willed, willed the Atlas to a one-goal win over them. Um, and then ever since they've been able, I mean, they kind of curb stomped the Chrome a little bit, 16 to 10. And then same thing against the chaos. So, um, you know, you, you bring a guy like this along and now he's had four games and he's already what he's tied, I think for the second most goal. I mean, maybe not tied for, he has the second most goals, but like, there's like a few other guys who are ahead of him who all have 16 um, and then fourth in points. And he's done this in only four games. So either two or three less games than everybody else who's played so far. So um, like, yeah, like you, you might, I don't know, because like my argument against Lyle would be those games that he just wasn't producing, and you know that's not to say that Lyle's what, but like 
you know, you can't have those stretches of a season, especially in a short season like the PLL has and like still be an MVP. Um, so like, do you count, but I don't think you can count the games that Jeff T didn't play against them just because that's like, no, that's Canada's fault. That's Justin Trudeau's fault. That fucking communist prick. Um, so yeah, I mean, my, my money's on Teat. I think, uh, you know, I think that Dukes, you made a great uh, case for Zach Carrier being in the mix too. Um, so, I mean, that right there, that would be two Canadians as MVP finalists. So then I'll just have to go with uh, make sure either Pinnell or Grant gets the, uh, gets that third nomination just so America can save a little bit of face because, you know, these colors don't run. We won gold. Also, you know how you're asking about players that impressed? Like, just overall, like, just these – I didn't expect these guys to have that big of a year or just they had a better year than I thought. Quick shout-out, Liam Burns, Michael Rexrode, uh, Connor Kelly, I thought – I think he's having an outstanding year. And then also Stephen Rafis and Galloway. I think those people have really turned it up this, this season. And rookie, like Rafis, is just – been one of the best players for the Cannons, and I think he even got snubbed from being an all-star on the original rosters. So those guys have been killing it. I gotta say, Graham Hasek, uh, probably the best pickup of anybody in the league. There's probably the one of the best draft picks uh, anybody's gotten. Uh, he literally does it all. He's kind of the Zach Courier on the, the defensive side of the ball. Um, also, gonna say that uh, Drenner has impressed. Uh, playing with Lyle and Shane, uh, Shane Jackson. And I think that it's kind of, it's pretty underrated uh, because it's, it's three completely different guys, right? You know, Lyle and then Drenner is a great off ball mover and finisher. And then Shane Jackson is, you know, a traditional box player, right? Um, it's just an absolute menace. And the three of them together gelled really, really well um, last weekend and is really difficult to guard. Um, I, I talked to Matt McMahon and he said that just Trenner moves so much off ball that it was just a nightmare. Um, because obviously when Lyle has the ball, right, you're going to send a slide. And even if you do, he's going to find, you know, somebody moving. So it's like, he's almost, you know, on the, on the, 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 the tipping point of being unguardable. Right. Uh, but I have to agree, Liam Burns, uh, you know, leading the league and cause turnovers. Um, you know, Jake Pulver, Eli Gobrek, those guys up there are up there as well. Um, I don't know if I'd say that, like, Galloway has, like, turned it up because like, we've always, you know, he's been kind of the guy still. But, like, I think, you know, because he's, you know, such a veteran. But it's nice to see him still playing at a high level, I think. I think that's, like, I'm like, yeah, that, that he's still got it, right? It seemed like he was declining a little bit over the past couple of seasons. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, especially saving the ball. Sure. It's always been spectacular sure. clearing. But uh -huh. he's been seeing shots really well. You saw what happened when he sat out that Sunday game. Uh, the Chrome. Who did they play at Hofstra? Uh, good for radio. Good for radio. Good radio. Good for radio. The Atlas game? Yeah, that could have been. Yes, when King Cannon that got hurt. Yep. That game when he sat, you saw. Like, I don't. I still don't understand that decision. But um, also the Liam Burns thing. That's like why I think he's been so spectacular. Was last week and he moved down low instead of playing pole, and that mm. changed their entire defense. Their defense looked unbelievable last uh, last weekend. You could even make the argument that they looked like the best defense in the league last weekend. So going forward, I'd like to see if the Water Dogs can keep that momentum going. Uh, so for, for right now, PMT in. Love that. Yeah, I think uh, re really good. I would I would consider it to be a bounce back year for Connor Kelly. I think um, you know Connor Kelly's kind of had a little like tough go of it to to start his pro career, right? And, like not really quite as much involved with that Whip Snakes offense as you know he probably would have liked to have been. Uh, but he, he's definitely settling right in there with the Water Dogs. Um, also, like. I don't know if this was necessarily surprising or not, but just, you know, talking about another Maryland guy who maybe people have like kind of forgot about a little bit. Um, but I, I think like Heacock is just everything that mm -hmm. was to be expected um, coming over from the MLL. So, you know, it's just like, we didn't really get a chance to really watch him a ton in the MLL. At least I like, I, I know that there are some people out there that were able to watch every single MLL game, but I don't know. I, 
try to do. Congratulations something. to you. Yeah, yeah they I, just they, you like lacrosse better than me. <laughs> yeah, I, I I try to have a little bit of fun in my summer, so I wasn't gonna go like log on to some like random website to watch it. Um, but you know, but Heacock coming over, I'm I mean, he's just like a, a mutant of a human being. Um, and like devilishly handsome too. But like just a like he's he's a, a prime time like villain. Um, and and he plays the game like an absolute horse. So uh, definitely. You know, I, I don't know if I'd say like surprising, but definitely super impressed with Heacock. Um, Caraway, I, I still love every bit of that kid's game. Um, he's he's going to be a star for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot, lot of players really showing out. Um, listen, I, I, I can't end this segment without saying that Paul Rabel's also been showing out this year. It is a little interesting how um, it seems like every team that he plays on in this league turns out to be the worst in the league. Uh, but you know, it's not really much to do with Paul. I mean, he's got 20 points on 13 goals in the season. Uh, it just so happens that the cannons can't win. Although, you know, they, they turned it around on Sunday heading into the all-star break. So a big win heading, it would have been brutal to head into the all-star break at one and six. So a uh, big one for them. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, we, we've got the all-star break coming up here. Uh, don't really have too much thoughts on the all-star game in general. Um, a lot of guys are hurt. Plus like all-star games are just, I have thoughts. I, I have thoughts. I, I, have, I have a Duke split. Can I just say something about Paul Rabel really quick? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can say whatever you want about Paul Rabel. You made a great point that all the teams that Rabel goes on seem to just stink. And as we know, he's got the hot girlfriend. Congrats on the sex, bro. Is he too focused on his relationship with his girlfriend and having sex that he's not worried about the relationships Mm -hmm. he's forming with his teammates? Because Uh, if he was worried about more of his teammates and not the girlfriend, maybe their record would be higher. So maybe he just needs a more little casual relationship. Maybe nothing's too serious. This is a plot twist that I'll buy into. What if his teammates are just a little too jealous, right? Like what if they're thinking like, man, I wish I was pulling that and then they're not focused on game plan. (laughs) The only reason that he's getting more ass is because he's my boss and CEO. Is he a a locker room distraction? I mean, this is what what we have to start thinking about, right? All right, I got it. I I actually figured it out. Someone needs to go up to him, preferably Lyle or Rafus, and just like get the lacrosse stick and just bonk. Bonk Rabel a little bit. Be like, hey, you need to be bonked a little bit. Um, bonking can go a long way. People say there's too much bonks in the world right now. I say not enough. Listen, I, if, 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 there were ever, if there were ever a time to be bonked so that this team can really turn it on and make one last push for the playoffs, it's probably coming up this weekend. So um, One bonk yeah. to save the season. <laughs> one bonk to save them all. Um, but yeah, so right before we, we got into some more Rabel sex talk, which has become a weekly segment. Um, I don't, I, I said that I didn't really have much, like all-star games just, they don't do it for me anymore. Um, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm just jaded from, you know, hockey. Uh, I, I rarely Uh, ever watch. Would you look at that? I've rarely ever watched the basketball all-star game anyway, but it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool, but like. They don't do it for, but you guys said that you have some takes on the all-star game. So like you guys take away and, um, and, and hopefully that'll get, you know, maybe a little, little more fire in my belly. All right. I got this one. Fucking cancel it. Okay, Uh, great. That's, oh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Fucking, (laughs) fucking cancel it. And not just for the reason, not just out of Jordy's distaste for all-star games. Like if you look at the injured list, like these guys need a break, right? The only thing, the only the reason you put on an all-star game is for the fans, right? You put it on there for the fans and you say like, okay, we want to showcase like, you know, the guys are going to throw some crazy checks and there's going to be some cool shots and like, you know, we'll do the halftime contest and shit like that. So it's for the fans, but what the fans don't want to see is you having to go deeper and deeper down in your roster. And after working your main guys to death, right? Because these guys don't just do, this during like they don't just like hang out during the week like Holman Manny those guys are on recruiting tours like Larkin Kemp's out there well he's not even on a roster right <laughs> anyway uh he's not even on a roster um but like shout there's out. a shout out to Larkin shout out to Larkin <laughs> beast mode um but like you got guys who like they travel all week and then they come and they to, on the weekends and they play you know sometimes a double header two games and they get they get hurt right and it's it, it's 
I, I don't think it's the right time to have it. I think they need an extra week to recover because how can you call it an all-star game when half of your all-stars are out? Well, so here, here's my take on your take real quick and then do okay. let you jump in, but Good, that's so, what I want. The, the original, the original like purpose of an all-star game, like it was like 50, 60 years ago when like you couldn't watch all of the players, right? Like you lived in your city and like you would hardly be able to watch your team unless you got to like go to them live. Like you might've listened to them on the radio and then like the rest of the, um, you know, the rest of the teams, are, like you're just finding out about them on like newspaper clipping. So like the original reason for all-star games is so that fans like would finally get the chance, like actually watch some of these players play. I'm not talking about just lacrosse. I'm talking about like all-star games in general. Um, so like you, you think about like, you go back to like the eighties and like you have Gretzky, like no one in, you know, unless you were like in Edmonton or like in Canada, you didn't get a chance to like actually watch Gretzky play much unless he was playing against your team. Um, so then you have the all-star game and it gives everyone a chance, but like, so the PLL, you see every single game, you see every single goal. And most of the goals are posted three or four times on social from different angles. So like you see all of these guys so much already that like, I don't know, like we we've advanced past the point of the need for all-star games. And if the PLL really wants to be like the most progressive league as, as they try to be, maybe, maybe they should be the first league to finally step up and be like, you know what? The world doesn't need all-star games anymore. Like you guys all watch these players like in, in every sport in basketball, you watch them every single night. You don't need to see Giannis go out there in an all-star game. You don't need to see, you know, Ben Simmons go out there in an all-star game and refuse to shoot threes. And so, um, I don't know. So that, that would that's... be hilarious. That would be hilarious <laughs> though. Giannis, Giannis just like not ducking the basketball and like, they're just like, they're just kind of like hanging, like passing around like 12 times, a quick little layup, put it up there and just run down the court. Yeah. yeah. I guess they, they want it to be like the fucking Harlem Globetrotters, right? Like the, like that's the, that's the experience that you think you're getting. And you're not like you play in an all-star game and it's like, yeah, there's the best players out here. I'm going to throw a couple crazy checks. Um, I'm going to take like that shot that, you know, off my back foot that never lands. And like, yeah, like the fans are going to go nuts for 48 minutes, you know, or however long, you know, 60 minutes, right. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. So like, this is my, is the league. Okay. Okay. Is the league more, more concerned with clout and content than the players? Yes. Makes you wonder. Makes you wonder. (laughs) And and maybe, hey, listen, listen. Now, that's not like, it's important to be able to grow the league, right? But like, it's always at what cost. And at what cost isn't like, uh, like in a literal sense, like uh, how much does Joe Psy have to cut for payroll every month, right? It's more like, what are you putting the players through such that the league can't be grown? Right. You know, when do you reach uh, a capacity where you have to step back and say, Hey, we're pushing these guys too hard. Um, That's just my, that's my take. Is this, is this league, is this league all about clout? Could be. I think we should just change the all-star game. I think that's what needs to be done. Okay. So propose what, what, what would an all-star game for the PLL look like in your, in your mind? So I have two thoughts on that. One of them um, is probably more realistic than the other one. Um, so, you know, first you, you could do, you could do sixes for the all-star game. Um, I know that the NHL, they've transitioned into just doing a three on three tournament for their uh, all-star games. So you could just do sixes for that, right? If, if you want to kind of showcase the new, uh, what do they call that? A new, um, Discipline of, of a new discipline or format of the sport. If you kind of want to showcase that, so you could either do a sixes uh, tournament for an all-star game, or what you could really do. And I feel like I feel like both sides, everyone besides like the actual league, but I feel like the players would be very in on this, and I feel like the other side would be very in on this. You could also do a player versus media game, right? 
I, I feel like there are a lot of players who want to shut a lot of people up right now. And then maybe, maybe that would also give a lot of people the opportunity to see how much better a lot of these guys are at the sport of lacrosse than your normal, you know, whoever's just out there on, on Twitter. So but that's an I, awesome I, idea. It's, it's a really good, I feel like we would be very in on it and the players would be very in on it. I just don't see the league or NBC really being in on it. I'd sign NBC. something. Yeah, I'd sign I, something. I, well, I'd yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. I, I, just, so I, I just, I just, I just don't, I just don't know if, if the, if NBC would be interested in um, broadcasting that. Pros versus Joes. Like that was the, that was the, that was the shit, right? Well, I, yeah, I think but, that, but that's like Spike TV or like, like the Man Network or like some shit like that. Like, what? Is, I mean, what is Peacock and NBC Sports? Right? They're trying to be like cutting edge. So okay. why not? Yeah. All right. So Pros versus Joes also our game or sixes. But I, so, I think that I think that both of those work. All right, here's my take on All Star Weekend: is all the injuries half the league is All Stars right now, and you also can't be the league that's like we we have eight teams because we want to show that we have the best players in the world right now, and then then we'll grow the game and we'll grow more teams after because you can't have an All Star game every weekend and then pick an All Star team and then have half the guys out and then have basically half half the league on a roster, so. Also, my other take on the, on the All-Star game is the fastest shot competition is awesome, but it's almost just a tryout for Jared Newman <laughs> to become an All-Star next year. So I don't like that. But every time I think fast, of All-Star. Fastest shot always goes, though. I love just fucking. No, I love it. Love, love it. Rip. Like that's, yeah. But maybe one of my favorite All-Star, All-Star game highlights ever is the fan getting dragged down from the stands in like 2017 and shooting the fastest shot in lacrosse history. Never fails to make me laugh. He was a beast. That was the one of the funniest shit things ever. Everyone was like, who is this dude? Well, he cracks I mean, me up every time. There, there's there's the guy in Michigan who played at uh, Ohio State. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nick Deagle on Instagram who shoots like 127. So <laughs> yeah, because he's uh, like six five and three hundred pounds of oh, pure muscle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I know, I know. But I'm I'm just saying, like I like like I. But I do love that shit. The what guy, about- the the kid, the kid who went to Sal, the kid at Salisbury, who was who we saw at the PLL Championship, who just loves the podcast. He was wearing like a pair of like old ratty fly knit racers and didn't even use his his own stick and shot one hundred and two at the PLL Championship game. He's like five five. Yeah, He's let's get let's get let's get more steroids in lacrosse. <laughs> yes. Get all these guys juiced Juice up, late, and then it'll be, yeah. I mean, listen, if baseball's not gonna if baseball's not gonna embrace it, fucking let's let's go. Like, let's just get a bunch of juice heads out here slinging that shit one thirty with roids. You can RIP be like overnight. Yeah, with, with right. roids, you could just become really, really good all of a sudden out of nowhere. Maybe we should just do roids. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not like opposed to it. Also, going back to the sixes and what we could do to change the All Star game, I like the NBA's model. How they have, I forget what the, what it's called. It's like the point system, but it's like in the fourth quarter when you're up a certain amount, it's like best to like 15 points. So if you did that, we could just like make the game a little bit more competitive in the fourth quarter and maybe give the winning team like a prize, a monetary prize. Can make it kind everyone. Of fun. Everyone gets a nice. Uh, bonus Honda Civic. Yeah, to just make it a little bit better. A Subaru Outback. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I feel like you just said Subaru Outback in like a joking manner. I, you just no... said Honda Civic. I thought we were just throwing around like normal a Tesla. Cars. Yeah, yeah, a Tesla. Okay. Well, come on, man. I mean, the, the Outback is a, is a, it's a very practical vehicle. Do you drive a Subaru? Yeah, how does the Outback treat you then? <laughs> I don't drive an Outback, but I wish I did because they don't break down either. Subarus last forever. No free ads or anything. What do you guys think about the, the team names? Adversaries versus Defenders? Uh, Clout. I, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Clout. Um, it's so stupid. I'm not a huge fan of it, no. I, I, don't, I don't quite get it, but, um, but that, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, Either way, what was it? What was it last year? They didn't do it last year. No, they didn't do it last year. But I think before that, wasn't it? Um, they were the tie dye ones, which yeah. those jerseys were sick. Honestly, let's just 
I, I like all those. those are so sick. Yeah, 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 those they, were sick. They were good. And like, yeah, like you got like a couple like really good highlights out of it. Like you had Rambo um, dunking from behind the cage. You had Rabel, that, you know, Rabel with the Rabel, around the world, around the world that ended up on Sports Center. So like, yeah, it is good to grow the game. There, there will be at least a goal or two that end up on Sports Center the next day, and ultimately, like that's what it's all about. Um, but. I don't know. Personally, like I'm, I'm not going to be glued to my seat. Maybe like what I'll probably end up doing. And I don't know if this is like illegal for me to say, I don't know if NBC will like count this against my viewing, but I'll probably, I'll put it on in the background just so you know that it helps the ratings, but I probably will not watch much of it. Um, so I don't know. Let's just all rig the ratings, right? Rig the ratings, but you don't actually have to watch unless you're into that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, after that, there's only, you know, two more weeks. So we, we get the all-star game, uh, this Sunday, 7 PM Eastern on NBCSN, also streaming on Peacock. And then right after that, you can catch the all-star skills, uh, and that'll be on Peacock at nine 30 Eastern time. Then we get a bye week after that. And from there, we only have two more weeks left in the regular season before we get into the playoffs. So it's Colorado, July 30th through August 1st, then another bye week. And then uh, we close out in Albany, August 13th through August 15th. Then we get into the playoffs. So, um, you know, none of these you know, all, all these teams are right up against each other. Um, Redwood's pulling away a little bit. Um, Cannon's dropping off a little bit, but for the most part, everyone is right there. Um, still plenty of time for all of these teams to make a push. Uh, so, boys, let, let's, just, let's just end this right now. Championship prediction. I cannot wait to be super, super, super wrong about this. Um, but after, what, we've had seven weeks in, in the – no, five, oh, five weeks. Bad at math there. Um, but after five weeks of the PLL season, who do you guys have as your two championship contenders? So, it, okay, so both of my champion, championship, this is it's a terrible situation, right? Because probably the two teams that you say, that you would probably say are most likely to be championship contenders are sitting at four and five right now and the way that that bracket will probably uh shake out right with the whip snakes and archers is that you'll probably have like a a one verse seven or a one verse six uh two verse five that sort of thing so we may we the way that the bracket shakes out you may see the whip snakes and archers play each other before the championship which I think is probably what's going to happen. We're going to have like the best game. It's not going to be the championship game. Um, I mean, that's my two, I mean, just based on previous experience, previous experience and, and uh, previous years and whatnot, you got to say whip snakes and archers. Uh, that's, that's for me. Uh, I don't know about you Dukes, but I, I don't see uh, when it comes down to like a close game, I don't see the Atlas pulling that out. Um, water dogs, on a bit of a tear, but I don't know if they'll hold up. And then as Jordan, I mean, the Redwoods have the fundamentals to make it there, right? Just maybe they don't have enough flair. So I'd say whip snakes and archers and then Redwoods as my, like, if the whip snakes and archers get, if they have to play before the championship game, they'd probably play, end up playing Redwoods in the final. Yeah. I, I just don't, I can't say I trust the archers. I feel like I fall for them every single year. So I'm, I'm out on the archers in on the whip snakes. I think the whip snakes are probably going to win it all. And I think that the redwoods are somehow going to get there. Uh, I think they're very well coached. I think that they're hungry and I would, I'm kind of just a redwoods guy. It's the Notre Dame thing, I think. So I'll actually put redwoods. I'll pick redwoods over whip snakes, but here's a take going into the playoffs. Atlas are going to be the number one seed. Want to hear their schedule? Yeah. They got Chrome, Cannons, and then they have Water Dogs. Those are all three winnable games, and then they'd be sitting at seven and two. Yeah, and then I'm I'm pretty You're sure not wrong. Again, I probably should know this by now, but I I do. So the first seed should get a bye to the semifinals, because um, that we only got three quarterfinal games. 
Um, so that should be two through six playing in the quarters. And then, yeah, so, I mean, Atlas getting a nice little bump. Could be getting a nice little bump straight to the semifinals. Could be good for them. Um, but also, that's a, that. so that actually works exactly to kind of what I was expecting here is, you know, I really like the Atlas right now, but I do think that they're a little young, a little inexperienced, and, like, that's, you know, that's dangerous in, in you know, could be positive dangerous, could be negative dangerous. Um, but I think, you know, that's where you get into the rest versus rust debate. And for a team that's so young and hasn't really gotten a chance to play together, um, I think that that might hurt them a little bit. So that's why I'd put the Atlas out as far as a championship contender goes. Um, Water Dogs, as we've seen, the only time that they win games is when they have two games on the same weekend. That's not going to be the case in the playoffs. So Water Dogs, see you later. Um, Chrome, Chaos, Cannons, all the C teams. Um, better luck next time. So then I'm left with Archers, Whip Snakes, and Redwoods, same as you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, once the Whip Snakes are healthy, they're in the championship. You can't ever bet against them. And my thought process here is I, uh, you know, I, I went on that tear where I said that the Archers will never lose a game ever again. And then they've gone on to lose three straight. Um, I really like the archers. I, I want to see them in the championship. So I'm just going to, um, going to fade myself here and go with Redwoods versus whip snakes in the championship. Give us a nice little rematch of 2019. I'm in. I don't hate it. I, but, but like, but secretly pulling for whip snakes versus archers. I, if, if, if the whip snakes archers game taught me one thing, it's that the archers definitely can't you know it's not the archers defense or the offense or the goaltending it's the face-off problem i don't know why uh bates has refused to upgrade from the face-off x in the past two i, I just it blows my mind every year because every year it comes to bite them in the ass the, uh, you hear amen you hear the offense talking they don't get enough possessions every time they lose the game it's because they don't get enough shots not enough possessions it, it pisses me the fuck off so what's the solution there um get rid of stephen kelly because he plays really well against shitty faceoff guys in the league, and then he goes against Nardella, Baptiste, or Erlen, and he gets his ass kicked. That's why they'll, that's why they'll lose to the Redwoods or the Whipsticks. That's why I don't, I'm not picking them. So you're out on Bones? I'm not out on Bones. I just think he fucks them over against teams with better faceoff guys. <laughs> I don't, not, not yet. It's not yeah. the same tier. Yeah, exactly. He's like, say, say they're tier one. Because right? TD, Trevor, Nardella, am I missing anyone? I'd say they're tier one. I'd say he's with like Jake Withers. That's a, that's a strong that's tier two. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that, yeah. That, and this isn't, I'm not saying he's, he sucks. I'm not saying he's any Jared Newman or anything. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying poor, that he could Jared. be better. Yeah. Just saying he could be better. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So I, I, listen, I, I agree with, with a lot of that. Um, and then again, Jared just catching ricochet shots. <laughs> um, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll all see. the time. Yeah, definitely, definitely, really hoping that the chaos don't make it to the semifinals in Philadelphia because if he's around and I have to go to that game, I'm gonna have to wear pads to stand on the sidelines. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh you know that that's basically our mid-season report even though we're, we're a little little beyond the mid-season mark but we've got the all-star break coming in here so uh, again just make sure at least throw on that all-star game they're they're going to be some sick goals i'll i'll maybe watch a few minutes so all-star game sunday july 18th 7 p.m eastern on nbcsn uh boys and anything else happening in the lacrosse world that we need to talk about i i know that we've seen um a little bit of sixes in um you know with with the team usa tryouts training camp so uh both the men's and women's sixes going on there um it it looked good it looked fast paced there was like a little bit there were some parts where i just didn't love like a goalie throwing a stretch pass like right after getting dunked like some of it was a little too fast for me, um, but I, I guess that's kind of the point of the game. Uh, but, you know, it's definitely going to be electrifying 
lacrosse to watch. So uh, any, any thoughts on the sixes that we got to see out of training camp for USA men's or women's? Uh, not in particular. Um, oh. I think it was just, I think the rosters are great. And I, I mean, it's like, they're kind of weird though. Cause you got like Cody Radowitz and then you've got like Ryan, Ryan Tierney. Um, I think, I think, Ryan Tierney makes more sense than maybe Cody Radowitz. I, 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 don't, I don't know. There were, there were a couple uh, couple ringers on there, I think, but should be fun. I think the format's – you know, the format is what it is. We've got to work with it now. So um, I think it would be really interesting to see in the girls' game. Um, I think the girls will vibe with that a little bit more than the guys will. But I don't know, Dukes, what do you think? Uh, if Jerry Raganese happens to be tuning into this podcast, mute it, turn it off, because um, – I don't hate the face-off. I think it's very important, but I'm kind of all in on just clearing the ball right away. I think that's I, – I actually think – I have this new proposal for a face-off that in the last two minutes of a half, you start the game with a face-off, you start the half with a face-off, and in the last two minutes of a half, last two minutes of a game, you just go face-offs. Because <laughs> I, I just think it speeds up the game. I think if you speed up the game and make it faster, it'll be better. But let face How much faster can it be – how can it – much faster can it be than sixes, then, though? No, that's what I'm that, – I'm all in for sixes. I do think you need to have face-offs in the like most critical points of the game. Okay. I think that I'm trying to just not get the face-off community coming at me, but I'm also trying to say that I really. I like mean, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, they are. No, I don't actually come at me because you can't even hurt me. I've seen, yeah. I've seen some, I've seen, I've seen the worst. My only thing, it it just it just seems like it, it's just a constant game of West Jenny, so. Like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, like this is this looks like a really good practice that they're running. Um, so it's gonna take me a while to like under like really like get that out of my mind that it's not just like a drill and that it's an actual game. So I, I think I'll actually have to like sit down and yeah. watch a full game as opposed to like just seeing some like minute long clips on on social. Um, I, I also do think this will help the big cats of the world who say they fall asleep during some of the PLL games. This will help them keep their attention alive. A lot of scoring, high scoring. Yeah. Twenty-five to twenty was the score of the scrimmage. That's absurd. Yeah, that was wild. Um, definitely, definitely would hate to be a goalie at this point in lacrosse yeah. history. Um, yeah. Oh, only other, only other thing I wanted to talk about before we got out of here, um, Jake. I, I saw that you. Uh, so, so your your men's club team that you play with down in Georgia. Yep. So you boys uh, have just put together a box team. So just wanted to know. Uh, you know how 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 it's been going indoors. Uh it's it's pretty fun playing box. Um, we got some guys who have relocated to Atlanta, so we got some guys who played box growing up. Um, they just were hurting for lefties, so I have to play forward, which is just you know as as a defenseman who has played every point on the field, like I mean it's a bit a bit of a learning curve, but you know it's fine. I I love missing the cage, so I'll be I'll be really really great there. But I'm a greedy guy, you know how it is. Um, shout out Powell Lacrosse, though. You know Powell. I think that it's IBLA, so it's all over the country. They have little franchises set up. So our team's going to play a Charlotte team and a Nashville team, but Powell Lacrosse is like the official sponsor. So they hooked us up with some sweet ass jerseys. Um, and I actually, I, I use a Powell stick to play box and I don't know. I mean, I know you're a Powell guy too, so I don't know if you're in on Powell yet, but like, uh, they're great. Good Smooth. product. Smooth. Yeah. It, it immediately sold. Right. Um, <laughs> and you know, if Powell wasn't, uh, sponsoring the league, you know, where else I would go, Jordy? Where to? I, I'd go to the, the, the most reliable domestic made product, uh, that there is out there from pro athletics. Did you just say uh, domestic made so I could order something and I wouldn't have to wait months for it to ship because there's clogging at all the cargo at all the, bays at all the ports? Yeah, yeah exactly. Ports? Domestic, domestic. And you can trust the product is made in the United States. Or it's well, not using cheap labor. Yeah, exactly. It's a company called Pro Athletics. You might have heard of them. All right. Jerry Raganese and company have uh, put together uh, some, of the, some of the finest jerseys. All right. Uh, shorts, shirts, Henley shirts. Like you're just going to, you're going to be so stylish, but you know, um, they've been cranking out a bunch of summer cl club team jerseys, which have looked really fucking good. And uh, guys, if you want to be, uh, if you want to be prepared for the fall, right? If you want to be prepared for the fall after this heat wave is over, uh, head over to Pro Athletics. Uh, use our code Crease Dive all lowercase for ten percent off. Uh, again, Crease Dive ten percent off all lowercase. 
you're gonna look you're gonna look good in the fall i guarantee it and that is not trademarked so i can totally say it unbelievable what a what a what a steal that is i i would it's free I would, money I would, I, it's it's free I, money 10% off of some of the finest domestically made materials that man can buy. I, the only thing I would be worried about after hitting purchase or checkout on, on, the, uh, on the cart there online would be the cops showing up to my house just a few minutes later for thievery. Um, but yeah, so that is heading into the all-star weekend in the PLL season. Uh, make sure that you are following us on socials at the crease dive on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out. Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So, what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go. You'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all star. Get your game on, go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on, get paid. And they say it gets colder, you're bundled up now, wait.